Episode 42, Urban Air Podcast. I'm your host, Nawi Nair. Let's get it started, man. Uh, first and foremost, if you hear any little rain droplets, thunderstorm, uh, it's storm season down here in Mississippi, and uh, these storms become out of nowhere. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not used to it, but hey, it is what it is. But we're here, episode 42, uh, Jackie Robinson episode, Urban Air Podcast. And, uh, you know, we can get right into sports, really. I don't got really an intro for y'all this time because... Uh, I kind of broke down everything I've been doing the past week or past few months, last episode. And then last week was kind of chill, you know. I did do some reporting stuff. Uh, like went out with a photographer and stuff for the first time. I went to a city council meeting for the first time today. Uh, so really getting to know the role of a reporter and whatnot. Hopefully my first story is up tomorrow. Editor's going to re- edit that for me uh, probably tomorrow as well. So hopefully we'll get to see my first, uh, first story, first byline up. You know what I'm saying? And then also, I've been kind of uh, applying for a lot of jobs on the weekends. You know, you got to plan ahead. You know what I'm saying? Use the weekends to plan ahead and um, apply for different jobs. I found this job today that I ain't going to tell you what it is because, you know, I feel like when you put stuff in the air, uh, it kind of jinx it. But apply for that. So pray for me. I get that. You feel me? Because that would be perfect for me um, going back. Richmond in the fall, so me having a job while doing that would be that'd be perfect. It'd be the perfect job. Uh, also, <clears throat> I want to no, actually, no, we're not gonna do that. So, let's get into sports, man. Let's get right into it. Let's stop playing around. The playoffs, NBA playoffs, the semifinals are over. And uh, we have some interesting outcomes. First of all, let's start with the start with the Clippers and the Jazz. Clippers and Jazz. Let's see how I start. All right, Jazz went up 2-0 on the Clippers. Won both their home games. Wayne Kawhi Leonard was healthy. But as we saw in the first round, going down 2-0 does not phase the Clippers. They went back home, and they won games 3-4, and four, if I remember correctly. Won them pretty dominantly, pretty easily, if I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. So then it's 2-2, and then we get the news that Kawhi had a knee injury. He got hurt late game four, and um, the Jazz almost came back and won that game because he went out, and the Clippers had to barely hold on to win. But uh, when Kawhi went down, kind of the inconsistency of the Clippers, everybody pretty much assumed the Jazz would win the series, which they should have, if we're being honest. You lost game five at home. You let Paul George go bonkers. He had 37-16, and 16, I believe. Uh, a true, one of his best performances ever, to be honest with you. Like, back, you got to date back to the early Indiana playoff moments to see Paul George ball like that in the playoffs. And then you have Kawhi not there. Reggie Jackson stepped up. Marcus Morris. I don't know what it is, but Marcus Morris be getting to the chicken. Like, he be hooping, bro. I'm talking about he be making, like, elite-level, like, shot-making shots. Like, he's not afraid to throw you in the post, dribble around. And like work his way to the basket, shoot them threes, take your dribble. He's not afraid, you know. Same with Jackson. He might be a role player, but he's not afraid to do what he got to do to get a bucket. So then you go home game six, a must win for the Jazz, of course, elimination game. And they're up 20, 25 at half, 75 to 50, if I remember correctly. 
And as a as a as a man who supports Chris Paul, you know he got he. We're gonna talk about him being safety protocol and whatnot, but he's in the safety protocol for COVID. Tested positive for COVID, right? So conference finals are gonna start Sunday, yesterday, regardless, right? If the Clippers won, but the Clippers lost Game Six. That have been Game Seven of the semifinals. So then Game One of the conference finals wouldn't have been till Tuesday, right? And then. I know Chris Paul, because now Chris Paul is announced he's going to miss game one and he's going to miss game two tomorrow. He possibly would only miss game one and then been back for game two. And we've seen the Suns won game one of the conference finals. We didn't get to that, though. Um, so I was rooting for the Jazz to win that game. And, oh man, listen, I know, I know that in order to, like, in order for what the Clippers did to work, we basically just drive a kick and swing to the corner. Rudy Gobert was helping from. They have to drive by somebody, yes. But like, for being honest, like, if you take Rudy Gobert off the floor, these threes they were hitting become twos. And it becomes harder for them to cut the deficit with twos when it's not like y'all didn't score. Y'all scored 118. They just scored less in the second half. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so they literally would just drive by Ingles or Bogdanovich or Donovan on one ankle. Uh, who else was there? Royce O'Neal. They had bad perfect defense. Don't get me wrong. But Rudy Gobert would help just instinctually because he's the defensive player of the year. A, a phony one at that. Um, and they just swing to the short corner. And who was in that short corner? Terrence Mann. Shout out to Terrence Mann. Uh, he had 39 points in that closeout game. I mean, he was hitting wide open shots, but you somebody still got to hit him. You know what I'm saying? He even punched on Rudy Gobert a few times. Uh, it's just like, bro. Like, what you, Quinn Snyder, listen. I know people want to play the players. Of course, you got to play the defense. If you just simply remove him from the floor, put Clarkson in, put Ingles in, put Bogdanovich, put Mitchell, put Royce. Right? That's five. You match small ball. Match small ball, you're by 25. I think you get out of there with Dub if you match small ball. And then game seven, you can roll with your punches. Roll with your guy. Roll with Rudy Gobert. Um, but... In that situation, you gotta do whatever you can do to escape game six and just get back home for game seven. He didn't do that, I believe. It's on Quinn Snyder why they lost. Donovan Mitchell gave you 39, nine and nine on a bad foot, like I said. Like you can't just, you had 25 point cushion at halftime. You have to get out of there with a dub at any means necessary. That's on him for allowing Rudy Gobert to get cooked. That's on Rudy Gobert for not switching onto a different defender. Okay, Terrence Mango hit in that corner. How about I go guard Patrick Beverly? You know, he was hitting that game too, but I would take my chances with Pat Bev having hit seven threes and Terrence Mann, who obviously can do that with ease. You know what I'm saying? Or what else? Uh, anybody else probably good shooter, but Pat Bev, you have to show me. You can make seven. He probably made three, I believe, but you got to show me you can hit seven, Pat Bev, for sure. Um, so. The Jazz got out of there, one seed for nothing. Defensive player of the year for nothing. Uh, Donovan Mitchell played at a superstar level for nothing for them to lose in the second round. Once again, uh, they'll be back next year. They should make changes. I will get Bill Bear out of there. He's about to get 200 mil to be nothing really offensively. When the club went small ball, he can't dominate. And the small ball defeats him on defense as well. And we saw that last year also with the Nuggets. They just did pick and roll. He was useless in the pick and roll because he would just drop and Murray was cooking them. So he's useless. Like when teams really dissect what he does and what he can't and cannot do, he's useless at the end of the day, right? So then we had, let's go to the Suns. Suns conference semifinals. 
They swept the Nuggets. They've been waiting for a while. Um, feel me? Jokic is the same thing. Jokic was the MVP, but when teams dissect what you can and cannot do, you can't play defense. If you get a switch on a guard, you're going to get cooked. You know what I'm saying? You're going to drop, see people hit these middies, and close y'all out. Got you out of there. Conference final set on the west side. We're going to get the game one in a minute. Let's go to the east. Let's go to the east first. Um, the Bucks and Nets. Both series in the east went seven games, which is great to see. Great basketball. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, game seven, Nets, Bucks might have been the best game of the season for sure, in my opinion. Uh, KD, man. He dropped 49 in game five. He dropped 48 in game seven, but it was not enough, bro. His foot was on the line. That boy wears size 21. Now, I was arguing with my friends. I think people saying if his foot was smaller, I think if he had a different model of his KDs, feel me, the sixes, like the kind of the low top ones that everybody had in like middle school. I know they're a little long, but like they're slim. They're slim cut, you know what I'm saying? So those, the fives, I believe the fives could have worked as well. Cause those are kind of high tops, but they're kind of like tight. And well, at least when I had it, they were kind of tight, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I think the fives could have worked as well. But, or even the four, the one the straps, those probably could have worked as well, I'm not gonna lie. Any of the early models, a lot of them could have worked for him to get that three off. But the fact that, and the, like, they're down two, uh, he gets the ball right. The fact that he dribbles left, PJ body him up. Instead of like trying to like tween, go to the basket, do a step back, whatever, like just trying to shoot a mid range, just shoot over him. Right. This man spins back, like a spin back post fade from three, from the three point line. He was trying to shoot a three. And to hit it over P.J. Tucker is, like, crazy. Like, I've been saying he's the best player in the world. I've been saying that since probably Golden State. Not because, like, he was winning with Golden State, but because in the finals, even with how stacked his team was, he was averaging 35. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was separating himself from even the talented players on his team and even LeBron on the other side of the court. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But, yeah, he proved again to me he's the best player in the world. James Harden. Grade two hamstring, he said he had, but uh, grade two hamstring. Like maybe that's why all your jumpers were short, but goodness gracious, James. I think you were like two for 10. Last time I checked, you were for three in that game. I'm sure you probably missed another one or two after that. Like you got to the free throw line, but bro, you hit two, three of them threes. Y'all got a comfortable, y'all got a more comfortable lead, bro. I'm telling you. And y'all probably win that game and get healthy, healthy enough to beat the Hawks who Somehow beat the Sixers. We're going to get to that. Um, let me give credit to my boy Giannis. If we know one thing, it's three players I support in the league. Chris Paul, number one. Chris Paul is the reason I really started watching basketball. Chris Paul was like the first. Chris Paul versus Kobe. I think I said this on here before. Chris Paul versus Kobe was one of the, in the playoffs, one of the first full NBA games I watched. Um, and I just saw how he was cooking the prime Lakers who, Everybody I knew loved Kobe, loved the Lakers. That's all I heard about when it came to basketball, you know what I'm saying? And he was cooking them. So since then, I've been my guy. But um, him, uh, PG, kind of similar thing. When I seen PG at Indiana kind of carrying them against Braun and the Heat and stuff, I was like, nah, I like that guy. I like I'm going to rock with him. And then Giannis, Giannis was way before he even got good, though. He was like in a skills challenge, like one of his first few years, first one or two years. And me and my guy Walt shout to Walt the P. He was like, he was like, onto the Kumpu. Like first of all, we didn't even know how to pronounce that. But onto the Kumpu, who is this? We in a skills challenge? Okay, we we like we rock with him. Simply off a name, skills challenge for being that tall, we rock with him and look what he's become. 
And for all his criticism, which deservedly, deservedly so, him and PG, uh, PG having way worse games than Giannis in the playoffs. Giannis just not being able to beat a team building a wall. Um, he dropped 40 in game seven, so over 50%. He hit some threes. He shoots threes, <laughs> unlike some guy in Philly. He shoots his threes. Um, he keeps attacking if he, even if he misses his free throws. Giannis will airball a free throw and go right back and try to dunk on your next possession. That's the aggression we're trying to see out of somebody in Philly, but we're going to get to him. Uh, and so, shout out Giannis. Um, shout out 40 points. Chris Middleton showed up with a big shot late. Drew Holiday came up clutch with some big shots late after struggling. Both of them were struggling. Uh, shout out my good brother Cam and my man Brando hitting their parlays. Uh, we was on the phone. Cam trying to say I was trying to sell his parlay. I wasn't trying to fold your parlay, bro. I just knew, because he needed basically Middleton not to score 26. And he had 21, and then Katie said to gain overtime. And I was like, bro, five points is not hard to get in five extra minutes. But lucky for him, only the Bucks only scored like, what, four more points in OT? And he only hit one more bucket, and then the Nets only scored two more points in OT. Probably because both teams were so fatigued. You can see on KD's last shot. Even though they iso the whole side of him, KD, you should have went to the rack. I know Steve Nash didn't call timeout. Terrible coaching there, but you should have went to the rack after they cleared the side. There's no fast break option instead of trying to win the game with a three. Knowing you're tired, it's probably going to be short. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, kudos to the Bucks. The Bucks are probably going to be to the finals because the 76ers folded. They folded, bro. Uh, for, like, I literally watched this series. I watched this series. You know, basketball is a game of runs, right? And so, there'd be times, like, especially game one, the Hawks, like, were making threes. Like, threes can beat you any given day, right? So, the Hawks hit the threes, hit a lot of threes game one, won the game. And then game two, game three, I'm not sure what order the Hawks won. I meant the Sixers won, but I'm pretty sure it was two, three, and six. Either two, three, and six, or two, four, and six, right? And so, in those games, even spurts of games they lost, like, they would look so dominant, so much better. Like, just watching, like, they're so much better. Than, like, when they lock in, they're so much better than the Hawks, bro. The Hawks have Trey Young, who, once you put Thibault or Ben Simmons on, he becomes way more ineffective and, like, inefficient. You know what I'm saying? Like, game seven, he shot five for 23. Like, come on now. Right, Joel B is getting 30 and 10 whenever he wants them. Clint Capella is just too small. Toby can get 20 how he wants, but he had like five points a few times, which is sad. Seth Curry was the best player they had out there besides Joel. He was dropping 20 and like every three he shot seemed like it went in. So it was just like, bro, like y'all better defensively. Y'all can score more. Like y'all just more talented, way talented. And somehow they just skinned when they lost. Hella threes. Game four. Game four is the comeback, right? Yeah, game four was a comeback. Um, thought that game was over. Hawks came back and won that. Sixers folded there, right? Like they could have won game four. Then they folded in game five at home, right? The Hawks won three road games to win a playoff series against the one seed. Just think about that. A team who like made sure they got the one seed in the regular season or were good enough to get the one seed in the regular season, right? And they had the best record in the NBA. Maybe they were the Jazz. I feel like that. No, the Jazz might have had it, the best overall record. But anyway, 
Worth to get the one seed just to lose three home games in a series to an inferior team. And I'm not even talking about particular players or coaches right now. Simply a team that had the one seed lost to a clearly inferior team, just eye test, three times on their home court. One time because they allowed too many threes, one time because they collapsed, and the last time because of Ben Simmons. Um, Let's talk about it. There's a lot of Ben Simmons slander going around. Uh, It's very hilarious, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. It's very funny. Uh, NBA Twitter is just top tier. You know what I'm saying? They don't. They're ruthless. They're quick. And I love to see it. Um, Ben Simmons can't shoot. If you're listening to this, you probably could shoot better than Ben Simmons. You'll probably attempt more shots than Ben Simmons. If you put me in the league right now, I would attempt more shots than Ben Simmons. I'm not going to lie to you. You know what I'm saying? You put me in the corner, drive and kick, um, it's going up. I don't care. It's going up. Um, so there's a particular play. He spent off of Danilo Gallinari where, first of all, I'm glad he attacked Danilo Gallinari, who is a terrible defender, right? You're taller than him, right? Not a lot, but you're taller than him. You weigh more than him, right? Quicker than him, faster, more athletic than him. Spin off, lose the ball a little bit. Okay, grab the bat. Look up, rims right there, wide open. Who's below you, Trey Young? Is Trey Young gonna jump with you to get dunked on? No. Trey Young has four fouls. Is he gonna jump with you to get a foul? No. All you have to do is dunk the ball, tie the game back up with, I wanna say, three, four minutes left. Instead, you throw it to Thibault, who's probably just looking at you, thinking about the dunk. Surprise him with the ball. He goes up, try to dunks it. He gets fouled. Misses one or two free throws. Uh, I think the Hawks miss, Sixers miss. Trey Young comes down, hit that big three over Ben Simmons. And they're up by four, right? Um, and then Joel B said he thought it was a turning point in the game. I agree. Big momentum shift. I feel like Trey Young just had the confidence. He had the confidence that he wouldn't win that game. After he hit that three, he had the confidence they wouldn't win that game. Uh, ben Simmons, well, he had five points. He had 13 assists. He had five points, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Toby had like 22, 14. Seth Curry did his thing. Joel did his thing. But... I said this last podcast, if somebody will be your number two in terms of talent, he made the all-star game, which I told y'all, I literally told y'all, 14-8-8 or 14-7-7 is not an all-star. 14 points is not an all-star. I said this all-star weekend. That's not an all-star, bro. That's not an all- Trey Young should have been all-star. Trey Young averages like 26 and whatever. Like, you see what Trey Young is doing to the playoffs right now? He's getting high 20s and high assists. High double digit assists every game, bro. Damn it, every game. And you think Ben Simmons is better than Trey Young? Like, I understand the Hawks were struggling early, but it showed, and it showed in the playoffs what I was talking about All-Star Weekend, bro. So, uh, people are saying he has to get traded. Uh, people are saying this is a mental thing, which I ain't gonna lie, I've been seeing clips, uh, summer league clips, him coming off screens, walking into middies, like not even free throw line middies, like, Top of the key, mid-ranges. Uh, clips him shooting threes in the offseason, which we all see from big men, but still shooting them. Uh, I haven't seen Ben Simmons. Like, when I physically sit and watch Sixers game, I have not seen Ben Simmons shoot a three, shoot a mid-range jumper. I've seen hooks. I've seen running layups. I've seen dunks. I have not seen one mid-range jumper. I haven't seen post I haven't seen nothing, bro. Right? So, that's the issue. Now... Mentally, he doesn't shoot the ball, which is crazy. Like, you're 6'10", you probably get easy 12. You get between 12 to 15 points. 
Simply on grabbing the board with your sixth hand, pushing the break, laying a, a little defender. Simply getting a switch on a screen, posting him up, getting a layup. We see people like Chris Paul, James Harden, on the Rockets for a whole season, get a matchup they wanted. We see in finals matchups, the Cavs versus Warriors, LeBron, Clutch Tom, I want Steph in pick and roll because I want Steph to switch over. You know what I'm saying? Like you can get these mismatches, Ben Simmons, if you want, but you're just looking to pass the ball at all times. Like, I've never seen a player, um, like, get the ball, dribble within the three-point arc, and then, like, dribble diagonally. That's what Ben Simmons does. He dribbles diagonally looking for a pass, not even looking at the rim. It's uh, it's crazy to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so, trade him, people say. Trade him. I think, I definitely think him and Embiid don't work. Uh, I don't think he, I just think, if okay, if it is mental, the mental thing has to be either he thinks his role on the team is to pass because you got to feed him be Toby's a good scorer, Seth is a good shooter. But like the thing is, if you were a threat, that makes everything else easier for them. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's say the thing, that's that's what in his head. He has to pass. That's what's in his head. Boom. Where do you send him? Uh, I heard earlier, first take, traded for CJ McCullum, kind of let him operate. Uh, but like, I mean, yeah, it could work because you keep Dame, and he's a good defender. Portland needs defender. Uh, Nurkic, I don't think Nurkic can spread the floor enough, but um, Dame can definitely spread the floor. I got other shooters over there, but you got to take Dame off the ball then, and I don't like that. Dame is a rhythm shooter. Like Dame is not a catch and shoot guy. Dame is a come off screen yakit. Dame is a dribble, dribble, pull guy. You know what I'm saying? Could he work off the off the ball? Of course, of course. Like somebody like Ben Simmons probably would be looking for you. Of course, can Dane come on screens and get easier shots? Of course, but I don't think that's Dane's game. I think he's more of a creator. You know what I'm saying? That can play make. Um, so I kind of think you need the ball in his hands more than you need somebody like Ben Simmons to come in and kind of run that show. Now, Ben Simmons came in and be aggressive, and now you can't double Dane off traps or like put them in pick and roll. Can't really double Dame because like they did pick and roll, you drive to Ben Simmons, and now Ben Simmons is in the middle of the floor, and you got pick and choose. He's a good playmaker, drive, he can dunk, he can swing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that'd be dangerous, but I think Dame needs the ball a little too much in his hands for that to work. Uh, personally, me, I think the Warriors will work perfectly because Clay uh, coming back, Steph, they both work great off ball. We've seen it, and then instead of Draymond swinging the ball, it would be Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons is more athletic, probably a better defender than Draymond simply because he's taller and more athletic. So he can do everything Draymond does from protection, uh, guarding all five positions, but he's also 6'10", not 6'6". You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, but the Philly would not take Draymond in, re- in return. So that would be the issue. And then both of them on the same court would not work because then you have two people that people don't guard past, uh, past three-point line. But when you look, when you Philly plays and the Warriors play, they set the free throw line on Draymond, they set the free throw line on Ben. So you would you would initially, the space you get from the Splash Brothers, because the way they can shoot, you would negate with Draymond and Ben. So, but outside of that happens, I've been trying to think of a place to send him. Uh, I know people say De'Aaron Fox is disgruntled and send him to the Kings, but Kings will be bad no matter who you put over there, unless you put one of the top five players over there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know apparently Dame is disgruntled, but you had to give up more than just Ben Simmons to get Dame. I think you had to throw in Tobias Harris as well. 
uh, or at least maxi, like some young picks, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Philly, it's gonna be a long off season for them. They're not gonna fire Doc, I don't think. First year, got the number one seed. They were better than they were last year. Technically, they looked better anyway. And then also, I think, I think maybe the fan pressure, like pressure from the fans, the disappointment from the fans, might get Ben Simmons out of there. He might need that for his mental to get better. Maybe just send him to a bad team and just let him, <laughs> just let him like cook up, bro. Just let him have a team to himself to cook up. Send him to OKC, bro. Send him to OKC with Shea and just let let him cook up, bro. Why they're losing like, a bunch of games. Or send him to Sacramento. Just let him cook up and become that 27 and 7 guy everybody wants him to be. And then send him back to a contender with that confidence. You know what I'm saying? Could work, but hey, it is what it is. The Hawks are going to the uh, conference finals. They're going to face the Bucks. My prediction for the conference finals are as follows uh, Bucks in five, pretty easily. Giannis is not gonna play around. You have nobody for Giannis. Capella, no. Uh, John Collins, no. Same thing with Embiid. But the difference is Embiid. I mean, Embiid surrounding cast let him down. Milwaukee's will not. They also have better. They also have. They don't have better defenders than Philly, but they match up very well with the Hawks. The Hawks don't match up very well. Middleton is gonna cook whoever you put on him. They have a guard that can exploit Trey Young, Lou Will, Herder. All them guards, Drew Holiday can exploit all them. Chris Middleton can exploit all them. Also, like I said, Giannis is gonna cook whoever. On the flip side, you can put Middleton on Herder. You can put Drew Holiday on Trey Young the whole series. You can put PJ Tucker on whoever you want. You can put Giannis on whoever you want. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just they are a defensive nightmare for the Hawks. I get the Hawks one at home, but outside of that, Bucks and five. And then on the West, I have the Suns and seven. I think Chris Paul will be back game three. So I'm hoping they're in one game. Hoping they win game two, so that cushion. But I mean, I said originally, I'll take a split without Chris Paul. Cause Kawhi's not there. And I don't think, personally, I don't think Kawhi's coming back. Cause Kawhi is one of those players that his body is the priority. He's gonna be 100% before he comes back. You know, so he's not gonna do a James Harden and gut it out with a grade two, anything. That's not gonna happen. No knock against him. Protect the money, protect the brand, you feel me? You are your body is the money maker of your family, of everything, you know what I'm saying? So protect that. You still got years on your contract, stuff like that. Um, but so like because of that, I think CP's gonna come back before Kawhi comes back. And out of respect to how how many comeback how comebacks the Clippers have been making and all that, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt going seven, but Home court advantage, Phoenix goes seven and wins. And we'll have Suns and Bucks finals. My favorite player, CP, with my other favorite player, Giannis. Well, I think one of my guys is getting a ring this year. Whether it's PG, Giannis, Chris Paul, somebody getting a ring. I know people won't like that. Like, why don't you have a team? I've never had a team. Uh, Baltimore doesn't have a team. I don't have a team, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Um, and you know, a lot of people give me flack for that, but a lot of NBA fans are like that. Steven Jackson is like that. He even, he grew up in Texas. He could have been a Spurs fan, bro. He could have been a Mavs fan, right? So, well, he's a fan of players. So, salute to Stack Jack. I'm a fan of players, and those are my players, and we're just having a good year this year. It's parody, bro. Parody in the league, bro. We love to see it. And my players are catching it, right? You feel me? <clears throat> 
So what else I have in the sport? Uh, Shikari Richardson. Uh, she is a track star. You know what I'm saying? Track star, track runner, female track star, female track runner. Um, she qualified for the Olympics this this weekend, if I'm correct. Uh, first of all, Shorty got like the orange hair, right? Fully done, like perfectly laid, you know, fresh install, fresh, you know, all that. Uh, nails done, makeup, eyelashes, and she's still moving faster than anybody she competing with. Like, you know how when you watch a race, you can tell, like, her speed is different, right? Like, when you see Usain Bolt, his speed is different, right? Her speed is just different, bro. And uh, I think she's from Texas. I want to say Houston, don't quote me, but she's from Texas. Her and Simone Biles are both from Texas. Shout out to our black queens going crazy. I know that the Olympics are coming up. I'm going to touch on that a little later, but they are going crazy. And we love to see it. Love to see a black queen. Uh, I see him throw the fist up after it. Um, nails done, hair done, everything did while doing it. So many emojis and stuff. I mean, uh, memes and stuff created because of her hair flowing the way it was. And do like the fire emoji when she's running, bro. Like, it's really crazy. But shout out to Shakari Richardson. Putting on for the US of A. And I know she's going to win gold when the Olympics come in. We're going to be lit on Twitter. We're going to be lit for her. Also in sports. Carl Nasby a DM for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, this is Pride Month. He definitely came on and said that he was gay today and that he's donating funds to some organization in support of that. Um, support of like, um, I don't know exactly what he donated to for that, but something to involve with Pride Month and just like the LGBT community, stuff like that. Um, this is, I think, the first player to come out as gay in the NFL since. Michael Sam, when he was drafted by the St. Louis Rams before, I mean, in the, Michael Sam's a throwback, that's a throwback name, but he was drafted by the Rams in the seventh round. And to think that he was a SEC, one of the most highly touted uh, conferences where everybody, like every scout, scouts SEC games first, right? So, defense play of the year, I think, I wanna say he was projected second round talent, my memory certainly right. And he dropped a seventh. Now, I'm not saying because he said he was gay, but the way the NFL is, politics in the NFL probably was, right? So this guy under contract, I don't know his deal. I, I should look that up beforehand. Like, is he on a long-term deal? Did he just sign a long-term deal? Is there a reason that he's so comfortable now saying this? You know, he might he might just feel the time is right. And I might be ignorant saying that he needs a certain contract to do that. But the way the NFL politics work, I feel like a lot of people don't say certain stuff until their money is right or until they they know their situation or status within the league. You know what I'm saying? So, but I salute to him for divulging that to the world. I know that's not hard to do for uh, LGBT people. Uh, So salute to him, salute to donating that money. And uh, I just hope to see this story end well, unlike Michael Sam's did. All right, man, we back. Let's get straight into the best two segments of all time. Song of the day, question of the day. I want to start with a song called Playlist by a man named Malcolm. Now, you all know who Malcolm is. He was a Vine star, the dude who had his man kind of beatboxing with his lips, pause if needs to, beatboxing with his lips and kind of singing in the background, a little kid with the glasses. Him, he makes music like for real now. Song playlist is fire. It has like a little chorus, like snap 
to it type of thing. Check that out. Great song. I'll probably have that on the story for Song of the Day coming up here soon. Uh, also, if you are ever looking for a song to listen to, go to the Urban Air Podcast Instagram. Please check out the highlight. We have Song of the Day. Great recommendations on there. You know what I'm saying? Every day. Um, Lumberjack. Tyler, the creator. Now, the song is cool. I'm not going to say it's great. Uh, I had DJ Drama. I was, I was surprised to have him have a production with DJ Drama. I'm wondering if this is a whole DJ Drama production, this album. Uh, and it was a harder beat than like a kind of like a banging beat that I haven't seen, that Tyler hasn't really... Well, since I started listening to Tyler, Tyler hasn't been on. I only started listening to Tyler um, with uh, Flower Boy and an Igor, which I both love. I love the vibe, the aesthetic of those. Just like the vibrations, the smoothness of them. I like that. Uh, but the album is coming this Friday. I'm very excited for that. Uh, ever since I started listening to Tyler, I've been a fan. So, really excited to see what those are like. Uh, if I can get another See You Again, another Can We Still Be Friends, you know? Uh, are we still friends? That's a who. Are we still friends? Hey, hey, that's a banger, bro. Um, another Earthquake, uh, another November. You know, all those songs, I love those songs. All those vibes, I need that Tyler, but Tyler is really a creative genius, so whatever he makes, I'm sure be, will be great, but I'm excited for the album Friday. Uh, song this song today, shout out to Lauren, my girl. Uh, window Seat, Erica Baidu. Now I know, I know, Miss Erica Baidu probably should have been hip, but listen, it is what it is. This song is a vibe. Uh, I need to go through her whole catalog because just like the music she makes, like I, I know her intended audience and uh, I need to tap in because the vibrations are there. Every Erica Baidu song I've ever listened to is just like, you're just tapping into something different. And like, I see where you're trying to take me. So I'm going to allow you to take me and I'm going to go through the whole catalog, Miss Baidu. You know what I'm saying? Did the same thing with Outkast. I see where they want to take you. Like her, her song with Outkast, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I see they wanted to take me. They took me there. Respect to them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Drugs and Hell and Melodies, Tyler, the Creator, and Kylie Yushis. I want to make sure I said that right. I'm not sure. Um, great vibration song. Again, I love these songs that are just like a vibe, right? Not even bangers. Not not even really singing. It's just like you kind of just like floating. You just feel the vibration. You're just in a mood, in a vibe. You know what I'm saying? So I like those type songs. I like that song, Headshots, Isaiah Rashad. I've never listened to Isaiah Rashad. I know he has an album from like 2016 that I, I see the cover all the time on Twitter. People love it. But this Headshot songs, again, another vibe, another great song, uh, Vibration, new great song. I like this. I like this type stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Now, now we have the uh, song of crap, Trap Shit called by Gucci Man with his new album, Ice Daddy. Uh, pause. Pause on that too. Uh, with Lil Baby, fire. That's one of them trap bangers. Need that. Uh, baby went baby went crazy as always. Gucci did his thing as always. And then, finally, uh, another old school song. This is my real song today. Thug is rugged, bone, bone thugs and harmony. Hey, I put this on on Juneteenth. Tuh, tuh. You want to talk about a vibe? As soon as they come on, uh, what, uh, what? Yeah, man. So if you ever your old school banger, just to like, you know, groove with, like, you know, you just start dancing, 
Like, you just start snapping and start dancing. Like, you don't even know what you're doing, but you, like, in rhythm. Like, yeah, that's, that's instantly what's going to happen when you throw that on. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, let's get questions of the day. Let's talk about Juneteenth. Uh, officially a national federal holiday. I got paid to do nothing on Juneteenth. Shout out to my ancestors. Shout out to the grandmother of uh, Juneteenth, who is a uh, soror. Shout out to you. Um, so yeah, I ain't really do nothing with Juneteenth. You know, I listened to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Supported black business by buying the shirt. Did what I could, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I seen that everybody was out. Salute to y'all, you know? I'm gonna be in Mississippi, studying and working. So uh, it's gonna be a boring summer for me, but uh, shout out to y'all. Love to see it. See, everybody was out. I'm talking about beaches, clubs, uh, kickbacks, everywhere. They're doing their thing, you know? Take a shot for me. Love to see it. Uh, another question today. Not really question, but you, you know, these aren't really ever questions. They're just talking points. But um, I just realized that with the NBA being pushed back, we're going to get less of a dry time in sports. You know, July is always a, a, a month that is just dry for sports. Like the days just feel longer because there's nothing to watch at night. It's just, it's just no, there's no news really, right? But if you think about it, we're June 21st. Conference finals have to play out. It's gonna be a week or two. Next week is July, like next Thursday, July 1st, right? Boom. The finals might be started, might. Finals start early July. That's gonna take a week or two, right? Hopefully. It's not really no crazy dominant team this year. That might be another seven game series, right? So boom. Then we're into damn near mid-July, right? Boom. You know, the draft, the draft lottery is tomorrow. So NBA draft, boom. NBA free agency, boom. Uh, so these are all what? The NBA, the NBA draft is after the finals, I wanna say, if I'm correct. After the finals. Yeah, uh, so then, yeah, because they got to figure out the last spot so after the finals, boom. NBA free agency is probably, what, a week or two after the draft? Boom. Then, so we're probably, if we're in mid-May, a week or two, a week or two, we're into August, right? Boom, August, the Tokyo Olympics are coming up. So, boom, we're in August by the time basketball is completely, like, out of the news cycle. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much, right? After free agency is pretty much chilling to the to the year come right so boom then we're in the tokyo olympics i don't know about y'all but when the olympics come around i watch everything i'm talking archery swimming everything right of course basketball that but everything because like, i just mm-hmm. i just am fast track i'm watching kari right i'm watching simone right boom so all the olympics uh then august end of august it's preseason football and then that's back in the news cycle and we're back to football just like that, right? Salute to you, baseball. That's just not our thing, bro. We'll, we'll catch you in the postseason in October. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be locked in, right? Especially for the Yankees. I'm going to be there. But we might really skip the dry season of sports. Now, it's still going to be hard not having nothing to watch at night. But, like, during the day, it's going to be breaking news, like, different times on these sports shows we watch. We're going to be able to watch stuff. Like, these sports shows we watch, they're going to have debates. I'm be able to talk about stuff on sports. I'm at on sports center. Like I'm on sports center right now. I'm gonna be able to talk about stuff on my podcast. It's just not gonna be a crazy dry cycle. And then also it's the summer, so you know it's gonna be some wild summer events happening for people to go out to. Not me, because like I said, I'm gonna be stuck in the crib. But 
I think we're gonna avoid the dry moment in the summer where it's just like, God, it's just hot out here and ain't none of this. Like, I think we might be able to maybe skip over that. Maybe it might be like a week or two, but I don't think it will be longer than that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think we might be able to skip over it and that's a blessing. And then finally, uh, I'm going to Houston. Oh, thank God. Finally, man. Uh, me and my boy Murphy Lee booked it. Still got to book our hotel, Murph. Stop playing, man. Uh, but yeah, going to Houston sometime in September. Southwest had a sale, so I'm pretty sure a lot of you booked up place to go. Probably going to see a lot of uh, countdowns that are similar to mine. Probably coming up on my Instagram feed, but hey. I made it a point this year to travel. I think I'm gonna make that a point the rest of my life. Like, at least once or twice a year, bro, I gotta just go see the world, bro. Cause, like, the fact that my first flight was to Mississippi, no, no, no hate to Mississippi. But, like, this wasn't supposed to be my first trip of the year. I was supposed to have been to LA or Houston, which are my two goals for this year, right? And next year, it might change to Atlanta. Maybe, yeah, Atlanta for sure, probably. Uh, and then maybe Vegas, right? I'm trying to hit the spots that, like, people go to but like i ain't trying to hit miami i don't nah i'm good on that i want to go to atlanta because i feel like atlanta is just a must as a black person you gotta go and then vegas is i'm big on exploring the west coast because i eventually want to be out there but i kind of want to see it first you know what i'm saying and i know i don't want to live in la because that's a little oversaturated for me but i do want to visit the west coast and visit la and visit vegas uh visit phoenix um where else? I'll visit Seattle, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I'm also the type that like traveling. I mean, it's gonna be hard uh, if I have like a job where I gotta go to every day. It's gonna be kind of hard to travel during the semester, right? So that's that. But I think that I will like during winter break. Uh, me and my girl were trying to go to LA, right? So. And mind you, I'm booking these trips with one person. Like, I've changed my whole philosophy on traveling. I'm booking with one person, and I will tell my friends, if you want to go, we can go. You can come with. I'm going to tell you my dates, all that, right? But outside of that, bro, I'm booking one person. If you don't go, and like me and Murph, it's me and him. If nobody else want to come, it's going to end up being a bro's trip, right? Boom. Me and my girl, we're going to go to L.A. Don't want to break. Um, I'm the type. L.A. is probably expensive. I will spend a Tuesday, Wednesday in L.A. I ain't trying to go clubbing with Shorty. I'm just trying to chill. Feel me? Just sightsee, chill in the crib. Uh, enjoy the weather, enjoy the views, right? I will spend the Wednesday in LA, right? But if I tell my friends we're going to LA, uh, December, January, whatever, 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 you want to come? Okay, I'm going to tell you my dates, hotel we're staying at, all that, right? Or Airbnb, right? You can just pay me back after I already bought it, right? So and so, right? Um, but if you don't, it's going to end up being a vacation, right? So I'm on that type of time. Planning group trips is too much for me now. I'm going to just tell you my dates. If you want to come, you can come. If you don't, hey, you're going to see the pictures. You feel me? You're going to see the pictures regardless. It is what it is, bro. But, uh, yeah, man, it's almost 10 o'clock here on Central Time. It's been a long day with a long Monday, but I'm trying to be consistent. So I got this podcast out to y'all. Uh, thank you for listening. This has been episode 42 of the Airbnb Podcast. I'm your host, Nami Nair. We all have bad takes. Why not listen to mine?